Did you know there was a free five-part podcast series all about classroom management? In this series, learn how I went from using traditional classroom management strategies without a lot of success to becoming a behavior detective. Discover how I help children with root cause of their behavior issues instead of just addressing the behavior itself. If you want to take a listen to this new series, just check the show notes. You're listening to the Lovely Preschool Teachers Podcast, the podcast for quick, actionable ideas and tips to help you up your confidence and joy in educating little learners. I'm your host, Ashley Rives. Let's get to the show. Hey there, welcome back to the Lovely Preschool Teachers Podcast. You are listening to episode 59, Art Center Storage. The art center is one center that can get really messy really fast. Am I right? It's a good kind of messy, one full of creativity and color, but it's messy nonetheless. So around year two or three of teaching preschool, I felt the need to find a long-term solution for handling all the artsy stuff my preschoolers love because I didn't want the table all bogged up with all the stuff and then them not have very much room to actually do their creating. And around this time, rolly carts were getting to be huge in the classroom. Rolly carts everywhere, colorful, beautiful rolly carts. So that is what I leaned in towards was using a rolly cart as our art storage cart. Mine is tall, has wheels, and has 10 drawers. Obviously, you could do with less, but this is what mine came with. And my cart lives right next to the art table. Now it's important to note that we also have an easel for painting and for bigger projects and also to provide for using a vertical surface. So I have an easel, then my art cart, then my art table. So sometimes they'll pull things from the art cart to use on the easel or I'll provide them with things on the easel. And then they also use the things in the art cart on the art table. So I'm going to go into what is in all these drawers, but before I do, I really want to point out a humongous benefit to something on wheels. It's awesome for the beginning of the year because I turn my cart around for the first couple of weeks of school or however long it takes for us to introduce it. And then I just provide paper and crayons at the table because this is something that is low maintenance, right? We don't have to put a lid on the crayon and the paper can live there and it'll be okay. And we aren't getting out glue or scissors yet because we haven't learned about them. So it's wonderful to be able to turn this around where they can't get into it. Also, carts that have drawers that completely come out are super helpful. So let's say you've turned your art cart around because you've introduced a couple of things, but you haven't gotten to some of the other drawers. You can pull those drawers out, store them somewhere else, introduce them, and then put them back in. So drawers that come out are also very, very important. I mentioned how I teach them about each of these things in the art cart, and we're going to talk about that in a little bit. But first, I want to tell you what I provide my preschoolers with in the art cart. For some, it may seem like too much stuff. For others, it may be, you know, fine. It really is kind of your own preference and your children that you have that year. Some years I do pull out drawers and they don't generally go back in. 
And other times I can have the whole drawers out there, no problem, whole entire year. It's really about teaching the procedures behind them and really teaching them how to respect the materials that I am able to have a vast variety of materials. And when I read these off to you, please remember that these come in slow. They aren't just a whole cart that they get access to at the beginning of the year. It is taught about, practiced, and then added for that free play. So just keep that in mind. My art cart has 10 drawers and the very top drawer is paper. I wanted that one to be paper because you really didn't need to see into it very well because sometimes they can't, you know, they're not quite tall enough to see into it because it's just the same white paper that I always provide. Sometimes I will add in some construction paper and I might put that on the table so that they can see the different colors. But generally that top drawer works nice for paper because they just pull that open and pull out a sheet of paper. There's also a drawer dedicated to scissors. And in this scissor drawer, I also added some paper punches because I found some, actually my grandma had them. She wasn't using them anymore and they're super easy. They've got like the really big knob on them. Um, I've tried some of the little, littler paper punches and they were very complicated and it was very hard and just frustration mounted. And I, so I got rid of those because I want them to be able to do it independent and use these ones with the really big, nice um, handles on them. So we have that in our scissor drawer as well. So I have a couple pair of scissors and some paper punches as well. I have one that's a butterfly, one that's a circle. I can't remember the other shape, but those are in there for them as well. Then we have a drawer that is dedicated to glue. So I have glue sticks, glue bottles, and we have the glue brushes where it's just like a little container and on the lid, there's a brush for brushing glue. I teach how to use all of these before they ever get put in the cart. So glue definitely is free reign, but it is taught about and expectations are had. And I also keep a close eye on that as well. The nice thing about having a plastic drawer is if you do miss a glue spill and the glue spills out into the drawer, the nice thing is that it dries really nicely and it just peels right off of the drawer. So had that happen before, but I try not to, you know, get too upset about it and just move on and clean up the glue mess and allow them to keep exploring the glue. Right below the glue drawer, I have a drawer full of pieces to glue. That's basically what I call it. So it's got sequins. It's got paper pieces. It might have foam pieces. It might have googly eyes. It might have pieces of ribbon. It might have pieces of old puzzles that were lost. Any, basically anything and everything that I can find for them to glue onto their paper. Because with that glue, we want them to use it to actually stick something to their paper instead of just decorating their paper with glue. Again, something I teach and I have just a whole drawer. I used to try to organize it and I've just given up. And so basically the whole drawer is just full of things to glue. Then we have a drawer dedicated to crayons and to markers. I do like to put little organizers inside the drawer. So I have two medium-sized organizers, one for crayons, one for markers, so that if they really wanted to, they could just pull that whole little organizer out bring it over to the table so they're not constantly having to get up and get a different color. I teach them that they can do that as well, um, but they get stored in the art cart so that they're off the table when they don't need to be on the table. 
I also like to provide stickers for some fine motor fun. And so we have a drawer full of stickers and these are just random ones I've collected throughout the years. I might change them out if it's a certain holiday or, you know, a season, but for the most part, I try to keep my eye out for letter stickers. I like to use a lot of letter and numeral stickers as well as just basically anything I can get on my hands on fairly cheap because we know how quickly they go through stickers, but I do have a drawer for that as well. Another drawer we have is for stencils. We have found these pretty simple stencils that work really great for little hands and they work great with markers and crayons because they're a bit wider than some of the stencils. I'm really not sure where we got them. We just had found them in the resource room. So we keep stencils on hand because sometimes that's something that they really like to do. And, you know, they're really working on studying that paper, holding that down using both hands. So lots of great skills in there as well. So a stencil drawer. We also have a drawer for stamps and a drawer for stamp pads because they couldn't all fit in one drawer. So I have a drawer full of washable stamp pads, different colors that they can choose to use. And then I have a drawer full of wooden stamps. I found that those work the best. Um, They're more reliable and they can grab them better. But any kind of stamps that you have, kids really like that process of stamping as well. The last drawer I have are dot paints. And I will tell you, this is one that I could probably do without. And many times is the one that I take out and kind of take away and put away. And then later I'll bring them out like at the easel. The reason being is because many times they are used very hard. They hit them very hard on the paper. And so they're dot paints or bingo daubers. Sometimes they're called and it splatters everywhere and splatters on the person next to them and on the wall and everywhere. So that is one that I have in there. And depending on the class, sometimes have to pull out and just use at the easel with like where we have more space or at the table when we kind of know that mess is coming. I've actually thought about replacing the dot paints with some quick sticks, which are those paint sticks um, that are awesome. The only thing is they're pretty expensive and they go through them pretty quickly because they love them. And so I like to try to limit that. And so I'll put out some quick sticks at the easel, but then I'll change it out to something different. And I'm afraid if I had them, you know, the opportunity to use them all the time that they would get used up pretty quickly. But if you have a fairly nice budget, that might be something that you could put in your art card as well. Now you'll notice that I did not mention paint. We do all of our painting either at the table or at the easel. This is mainly just, you know, obviously for the sake of having like so much mess, because many times if it gets dripped on the floor, then it gets stepped in and walked throughout the room and just becomes a thing. So we either do it at the very beginning of the day at the table and I have different paint set up depending on what we're doing or I'll bring the paint over to the easel where they can free paint and do all of that um, there. I do use my easel in a way where I will change it out fairly often to give them exposure to lots of different art materials, but painting, I do not include in the art cart. Also on top of the art cart, I have some craft trays. I have a whole stack of them. I found them a while back at Oriental Trading, well, actually years and years ago, and they fit nicely on top of my art cart. And what's amazing about this is 
I've taught students that if they have a wet paper, whether it's from glue, usually glue, or maybe they use the dot paints and they need it to dry, I teach them to put their paper onto that craft tray and then add it to the drying rack. That tray keeps the paper from folding up and losing pieces or dripping glue, and it can be frustrating for them to get it onto the drying rack. This has eliminated that. So that has been an awesome addition to our art center to really just help make the drying process easier. All right, you've heard me talk a lot about teaching, 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 and I believe that teaching procedures is key if you want your students to know what you expect out of the materials and if they want to keep having the materials. Teaching them to be respectful to them and use them correctly and put them away correctly is an important part of that. Now, will they get it right all the time? No. Will they forget sometimes? Yes. Do I have them come back over and clean up their mess at the art center? Also, yes, because taking care of our things is just part of being a part of the classroom. So we spend the first several weeks to a month teaching procedures around everything, obviously, but also art supplies. We might do this in whole group by teaching about scissors and reading a book that goes along with scissors and teaching them how to use scissors properly and how to hold them if you were to get them out of the art cart and travel over to the table. We also might use a whole group lesson for glue. We read too much glue and we talk about glue and I model how to use the glue. And then we practice in small group. And then finally, when I feel like we've got this under control, it can go into the art cart. Sometimes our main activity will be about that art supply. So I may put stencils and paint daubers or stamps on the big table, and I am there supporting them and using them. I show them how to use them. I show how to put lids back on and screw things on. We talk about markers. I mean, we talk about all of it, and we practice all of it before they are given just free reign to use it. And that material is only added to the art cart when they have been taught about it. So slowly we build up our art cart to being full. And then of course, after, you know, everything's in there, I do take the time to make sure that, you know, they're still remembering what they learned and help guiding them to putting them back, looking at the, at the pictures on the drawers for knowing what goes in each drawer, making sure after we're done, we put our supplies away so someone else can come to the table and they won't have a gigantic mess. And so, of course, after the teaching, there is the reminding, as there is with everything. If you'd like to see pictures of my art cart, you can head to the show notes and click on the blog post link. I will let you know that these pictures are a little bit old. I need to take updated pictures this year. So some of the things that I talked about being in certain drawers may not completely match up, but it will give you an idea of what is in there. Also, I have a freebie for you. It's a free art center storage labels. So there are the things that I put on my actual drawers so children know where to put them back and you can grab those free at the show notes as well. Just head to lovelycommotion.com slash episode 59. And if you enjoyed this episode, I would love if you would leave a review for the podcast. Reviews help our podcast grow and it helps us reach other preschool teachers who might find it helpful too. 
Thanks so much for joining me and I'm wishing you a lovely rest of your week. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoy this podcast, please share it with a friend. This helps me spread the word and help more preschool teachers just like you. Keep being lovely. Lovely.